In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. So, religion is often accused of, of being a crutch that people turn to as a way of avoiding the difficulty and pain of their lives. The people who think in this way see religion as a, a system of fairy tales intended to distract people from, from real fears around suffering and guilt and meaning and death. These folks think that religious people are trying to find an easy path as a, as a distraction from the hard truths. Maybe this is a, a compelling view in a, in a relatively comfortable secular society. But then, along comes a hard-edged prophet calling people snakes and vipers to remind us just what a challenge our faith can be. This morning, we are given John the Baptist, who is running a very successful ministry of of baptizing people for the forgiveness of sins. And one of the interesting things about John's ministry is just how appealing John's message has become. People have come from, from all over the Judean countryside and from Jerusalem to participate in what John is doing. What makes this interesting is that there is already a system of achieving forgiveness for sins linked to the temple of Jerusalem. And so so John must be offering something new and something different if all of these people are coming out to see him and to be baptized. And indeed, what John is doing is new. John is offering more than just forgiveness. His his offer is also about the renewal of the covenant with God and the ushering in of a new age. It's about the advent of the Messiah and the return to the promised land. And that's why the Jordan River is so important for his ministry. That's why he is in the place that he is. Because the Jordan was the last obstacle for the people of Israel before they were uh, able to enter into the land that God had promised them. To be baptized by John in the River Jordan was an act of participating in the kingdom of God that would soon be ushered in with the arrival of the Messiah. Now, you might think that John was and would be pretty pleased with his success. But instead of congratulating all of the newly baptized, and and welcoming them into his new community, John turns all of these people that have come out to see him, and he calls them a brood of vipers. (laughs) He challenges them to live lives worthy of repentance, doesn't he? Which is to say, to live with transformed hearts and minds. He warns them that their status as God's people will simply not be enough. He warns them with imagery filled with axes and fire and wheat and chaff. Frankly, I think that John could have used a a class or two in in public relations or marketing. (laughs) But as, as John makes clear, it's not enough to accept the baptism. 
For living in God's kingdom is not about living in a particular space, and it's not about achieving a special status. Rather, living in God's kingdom is a way of perceiving the world and interacting with one's fellow human beings in a way that conforms with God's vision and God's ways. And so, it is no surprise that the people who come to John begin to ask about what they must do. They have heard the revolutionary message that John is sharing and the acts that he is doing, and they wonder, how do we live into it? And what strikes me as surprising is that despite all of John's lofty rhetoric, despite all the name-calling, John is actually pretty tame in his instruction. He's telling them to do the types of things that one looks to do in kindergarten, right? He tells them, John tells his listeners, to give to those in need, right? If you have two coats, then give your extra coat away. If you have enough food, then share what you have. It's not rocket science. It's not some big lofty plan. It's just basic sharing. And then, to the most hated and compromised figures in their society, to to the tax collectors, and the soldiers who are tools of the, of the hated Roman occupation. John does not tell them to, to quit their jobs or to join some sort of revolutionary outfit. He doesn't tell them to get out. Instead, he teaches them to, to live into their roles, but to do so with integrity and with compassion. Despite how radical John's ministry is, he is not advocating revolution of the social order, at least not in the conventional sense. He's not calling for the overthrow of the political system. Instead, what he is asking for is a revolution of the heart. Dorothy Day the 20th century founder of the the Catholic worker movement, the woman who our bookstore is named after. She once wrote, the greatest challenge of the day is how to bring about a revolution of the heart, a revolution which has to start with each one of us. And her answer on how to to bring about this revolution, it's not so different from John's. And indeed, it conforms completely with Jesus' teachings. She advocates taking the lowest place. She advocates washing the feet of others. She advocates loving one's brothers and sisters with the type of, of burning love that led Jesus to the cross. And only then, she says, can we say that we have truly begun. This revolution of the heart is what I believe that John is advocating. You might even define repentance as a revolution of the heart. 
and Dorothy Day and John the Baptist and indeed Jesus teach us to live into this revolution with ordinary, everyday, simple acts of grace. The giving away of a coat, the sharing of food, the tax collector only taking the prescribed amount, the soldier resisting the temptation to extort. All of these are simple acts that regard the other as beloved by God and precious in God's sight. These simple acts make space within our lives for the life and needs of another. I think at this time, at a time where we have had week after week of bad news, we are all wondering what we can do. In the face of terrorism, in the face of rising Islamophobia and rising racism, in the face of unceasing gun violence, in the face of the ongoing refugee crisis, we, hund- we wonder how we can do our part to bring a little light to the world. And perhaps we are at a loss because, let's face it, the world is desperately in need of a major overhaul, but an overhaul which is beyond our ability to deliver. Frankly, this, this overhaul is beyond anyone's capacity to deliver. And thus, we seem powerless in the face of the absurd, or at least that is our fear. But in the face of this supposed powerlessness, what today's gospel invites us into is this revolution of the heart. Today's gospel invites us into simple acts of care and regard. This might seem overly simplistic or even a little saccharine, but every interaction in our lives presents us with an opportunity to shine a little light. And each of these moments where we make space for another and we act in compassion is a new moment in this revolution of the heart. And not just of our hearts, but of the whole social order. The German theologian Jürgen Moltmann once wrote, true reconciliation with God provokes conflict with an unreconciled society. And the gospel shows us today that the way that we live into this conflict is through these simple acts of grace. Here is how we participate in God's kingdom. And so look for these opportunities. For instance, the youth group is selling Christmas ornaments they've made to support refugees. I want you to buy an ornament. (laughs) Actually, this whole sermon is just an advertisement for buying one of those ornaments from the youth group. But then after you buy the ornament, then make a resolution to support our ministry with safe place for youth in the coming year. Or, or, make, uh, or take the opportunity to walk a, a picket line with me in support of workers' rights. Or bear witness by coming to the vigil tonight 
to end gun violence, or give away your extra coat, or to remember to bring a few cans of food for the food basket for the, the West Side Food Bank. Each act might seem like just a drop in the bucket, but each drop is God's drop. And the prophet Amos tells us God's justice will flow like a mighty river. Each of those drops will make that river. And so today and every day, bear fruit worthy of repentance and bring about that revolution of the heart. Amen.